Hey gang, Matt here, just with a little content warning before we get into this week's show. Uh, one of the topics we discuss uh, contains mentions of, amongst other things, uh, abusive relationships, self-harm, uh, animal abuse, uh, and just to give you a heads up, that stuff's going to happen around between the 29 minute and the, the 41 minute mark, so if you want to skip over some of that crap, we don't get super deep into it, but uh, I just wanted to give people a heads up, because uh, it gets a bit weird. Um, so, yeah, bear that in mind, and without further, further ado, here is this week's show. So what's happening right now is the first in-person recording we've done since February of last year. He's getting cold nipples. Very sensitive. Welcome to the Big Damn Cast. Oh dear. What's funny is uh is I told you that joke when I bumped into you this morning and we're still laughing. In a way I've not stopped laughing in the hours. In the hours. Literal hours since. I know. That bit at the beginning, in case anyone's confused, we saw each other today. Briefly. Yeah, it was nice. It was Mayhew's birthday the day before this recording. I had a happy, doorstep visitor. Happy belated, Mayhew. Thank you. And uh, um, and Lucy and I were both like not waiting on things to arrive today. After a certain point, we were like, right, we can both go and see Matt and Keeks in the flesh, standing two metres plus away from their front door yes. um, with masks on. And um, it was nice and horrible. It nice. So it was, it was nice and horrible. Yeah, and so hurry up, everyone, and chilly. stick to the fucking rules. And that I includes had, you, the government, because we'd like to see each other again. Oh, baby. Because I managed to break one of our TVs yesterday. How? <laughs> How? Because we got the twin TV set up in the living room. We got a small TV, and I was changing the HDMI's on it, and it slipped forward, and I'd caught it, but yeah. I hadn't caught it well enough because one of the Wii remotes in the stand in front of it had smashed <gasps> into it. Oh so shit! So I, I was like, "Oh, I've caught it. It's fine." And I turned it on, and it was like, "Oh no, that's broken." There's so a I big broke. old web of color. We replaced the small TV. Oh, with dang. an even smaller TV. But does because it work? Thrift- it's a lovely little TV, yeah. I think I'm probably going to do most of my... I think I'm going to do most of my playing on it, to be fair. Was the smaller one the older of the two? Yeah. I was going to say, because if it well, was... Then... It's older to it's older to us, okay, but it's not yeah. older, because the bigger TV a friends ah. gave us when they upgraded to 4K. Um, so... So yeah. what I'm basically saying is, the older stuff's tougher, and it will take out the youngers with its fists. Yes! Or carefully placed Wii remotes. Which, yeah, um... I think it was the older TV sabotaging it on purpose. I think that's what it was. It was jealousy. It's jealousy! It didn't expect you to get the uh, new, a newer one to replace it, and now it's going to plot all of your collective demise. Yeah, um, it can try. But until that happens, you're listening to the Big Damn Cast. I'm... Hiya. Well, it's a bit half and half. You're currently listening kind of to the Big Damn Cast in a tab on your browser, because no one's commuting to work. I think I'm listening to it mm. anymore. Mm. Uh, my name is Chris... Hello, love. The cavalry's here, Johnson. 
Uh, my name is Matthew. Madam, what year is this, Watson? <laughs> Nerdy news, geeky gossip stuff that's fit to fill your time until we all die. But before then, before we've then. got some shit to talk about. For starters, how you was your your first lockdown birthday? My first... Don't be Jan- my first lockdown birthday. Like I'm well, going to have multiple lockdown birthdays. No, like no, no. Be- in May. Being January babies, we're some of the last to have birth- our first birthday during a lockdown or tiered setting. And there'll be people in late February, early March who'll have been isolating, who'll, who'll be having their second one inevitably soon. So how how did you find it, you you wizened well, goat? me being me, it was much the same as a normal birthday. But instead of going out for a meal and spending money on a, a restaurant, we got a bunch of cold cuts in and had a big charcuterie platter on our living room floor. Oh, you, back. you wanky sods. I love yeah. it. So, oh, that's nice. That's that was nice. nice. What did that's you drink what with your charcuterie? Uh, cinnamon Coke and Gentleman Jack. Oh, oh, okay. I've, I've yet to report back to you on whether or not this works. I got some of the Apple Jack for Christmas. Okay. The, the apple flavor. And I want to I wanna try that as a mixer and see how it works. Because I've had it neat and it's fucking delicious. But, mm. but I want to see how it is as a mixer. Well, I think, I think it could be a cheeky one. If you want to, if you want to try out some cinnamon and coke, they've got loads in the big Asda reduced for like eighty six p for the five hundred mil bottles. Okay, I mean, so. I don't like stepping in there because everyone in there doesn't wear. Oh a mask, yeah, so no, really it is irritating. Awful, like, all well, brave like, it. I got sunflower onion. I don't have to wear a mask. Great, fair Fuck enough, off. but doesn't explain why you're picking everything up and putting it back down and leaning across people. Are you actually someone who needs one of those lanyards? Because if you were, I'm pretty sure you'd be taking more care while you were in the shop. You yeah. wouldn't be going willy-nilly. Um, they, 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 I think they, they mean little now because they've been co-opted by people who just don't want to fucking wear masks. Yeah, my, but, my, 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 a friend of mine, Anita, wonderful, has a sunflower lanyard because you know, she, she can't be like in that close proximity with the mask all the time. She really limits how much she goes out to get the shopping because you would. You're taking care of yourself. That's the point. Because it's not and, and safe. She's told me about so many people knocking it off and like copying them or getting hold of them backhandedly yeah, and everything. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God, you dickheads. If you can wear a mask, wear one. Uh, like I did this morning whilst yeah. talking to Matthew, which made the makeout session really awkward. But Where did you get your mask from though? I got my mask from Lucy's underscore crafty underscore crafts on Instagram. Yeah. Choose from a range of different designs from comic books, movies, books, and nice autumnal and seasonal things. They're good in it. Uh, also available in Baby Yoda. I, I got I got a Transformers one because it was and it's really cool because it's the like like uh, late eighties early nineties Marvel style art. I'm like, mm, yes, yeah, it is. This looks like Andrew Wildman slash Jeff Senior <laughs> Transformers stuff. So. I'll wear these on my face. Which is not the kinkiest thing we're going to talk about in today's episode. <laughs> so, coming up, we've got some uh, news to catch up on. Little tidbits dribbly-drabbly here and there as yeah. of the recording of this Tuesday the 12th. We have some emails to respond to. And also, Matt has got a massive harmor on for this... <laughs> Poor this choice of words. Army uh, we'll hammer gossip, but I, we'll which I've not entirely read into. So, prepare for my fresh, raw... Some may say... Like sort of, uh, we're going to spill some. Instead of spilling tea, we're going to spill some blood. Yeah. Uh, put it that way. So, um, um, how yeah. about you give us some nuggets of news first before we dive into that <laughs> smorgasbord of weirdness? Oh, baby. Uh, what? One division, which is out on the fifteenth. Well, before then, uh, we've got some 
Other Marvel news. <laughs> Other Marvel news? Other Marvel news. Kevin Marvel Feige. News? Yeah, Kevin Feige's been doing a little bit of chin wagging, the uh, producer of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That doesn't uh, sound like the... Kevin Feige, cinema, executive producer of the cinema, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ask me the important question. Was he wearing a baseball cap? Was he wearing a baseball cap? Of course he fucking was. He does oh! wear a fucking baseball cap. He's got to cover his bald spot. He does, with Marvel logos. But um, he <laughs> he uh, has been doing a lot of press for division as of some of the cast and crew, and uh, talking about the way they've made it. And we'll talk more about that next week, undoubtedly, when we have an episode to discuss. Yeah. Um, but like, he talks about how the 50s sitcom one, they had to sit down dinner with Dick Van Dyke to just like ask him, right, what was the atmosphere like when you were doing the Dick Van Dyke show? What was the style? And Oh, right, so it's not... Because it's multi-camera setup, but you try to do it as close to a play as possible, so there's not going to be a lot of pause between. They recorded the first episode in front of a studio audience, That's and amazing. they did it as real-time as they could. That's so, amazing. like, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who who was uh, doing press about it, was talking about how she was doing, like, quick changes in the wings. That's so amazing. Could, and all this, like, once they knew they had a scene, it was like, right, quick, da, 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 in they go, just to keep the flow going, so that it, it felt like a, you know, like a sitcom in a studio, which it was. Um, they've released a clip of that, which I, I did take a peek at. It looks really fun. But among, amongst all of the WandaVision press, Kevin Feige has been asked a few questions about the future of the MCU. Obviously, the slate changed because uh, of last year with the pandemic and everything, and, and the prospective slate for this year is out. And there are various plans, and we know we're getting the Disney Plus shows at the very least, so you're getting some MCU this year for definite, folks. It's just going to yeah. be on Disney Plus in televisual form, um, regardless of what happens the rest of the year. But... He was asked about the Fox merger and specifically a franchise that hasn't finished yet, but obviously its fate is up in the air because of the Disney uh, buyout of yeah, uh, but we, what no is now known as as, as Fox uh, uh, Studios, 21st Century uh, Fox Studios. Oh, New Mutants <clears throat> 2? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, you dirty boy. Don't try and sneak <laughs> that, that X-Men filth in here. We've got to get back to that soon and I'm fucking annoyed about it anyway mm. deadpool confirmation had been given before that deadpool would be continuing but what form that was was up for speculation up for grabs yeah we now know that the reason it's not been confirmed yet is because ryan reynolds is a very busy man and he has final say on the script yeah, he's busy buying Welsh football clubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fair enough. <laughs> Not too long ago, we found out the script is being written by uh, the duo behind Bob's Burgers. Um, which is a hell of a TV show. Yep. And uh, uh, I can't remember the names. Oh, God. I want to get the names out there because I want to make a big stink about the fact that this is, you know, um, like kind of significant as well for these big releases. Oh my god, I can't find the names. I'll have to, I'll look it uh, up as we're you talking. You carry on talking, I'll find it. Don't you worry. Thank you. But essentially, the two ladies who write, write Bob's Burgers doing it, and it's like, oh, good. Okay, that's awesome. Because there's been a big, obviously, uh, celebration and uh, aim recently for more big summer tent poles and blockbusters and franchise films to be directed by or, or and or written by female talent, and you know, be like, hey, it seems to be a very male dominated area of the industry. Let's try and spice that up a bit and get more voices in there. So far, that seems to have taken the shape in mostly uh, female-led character films. Uh, Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux again. The Molyneux, there we go. Um, it, it, it's, it's mostly been led by uh, by, by female, female talent uh, working on female properties, a la Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. 
So this is nice and significant and different that Deadpool 3 is going to be helmed by two female writers. Ryan, as essentially the gatekeeper of the previous two films going into this new era, is given final say on the script, but he's already put word out that he is delighted with the choice of writers and can't wait to work with them. So it's like, mm. okay, this is good. Kevin Feige has now confirmed that Deadpool 3 will be part of the MCU. Uh, will it be an essential MCU film? That has yet to be confirmed, but so has its certificate. However, when asked, is it going to be R-rated for sure, he said, nothing is off the table, and I think you'll be happy. So, so Deadpool, no. <laughs> Deadpool, well, that, that either means there's going to be two ways to watch it, I think. But Deadpool, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, the Christmas re-edit of Deadpool 2, proved you can PG-13 it as an option, and it shouldn't be the main release. If you're going to do it, you yeah. give us the, the 15 slash 18 certificate film and you repackage it for a younger audience if you want to do that. Um, don't give us the younger and deny Deadpool the genre but and the violence also, that it should have. I think, I think Disney are in a place now with the Marvel stuff where they don't... Not everything needs to be PG-13 because... <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, they've got Blade on the upcoming they can do slate. Like, are they not... going to defang Blade? <sighs> oh, I like what you did there. Yeah. More on that later. Um, so, okay, no. but it, it's not. Um, it's not. It's not like the MCU is shy of violence and and trauma and you know stuff that would be scary for younger audiences. I mean, the end of Infinity War gorgeous. alone. The end of yeah. Infinity War alone is a decision they made, knowing that for a whole year there'd be some very upset children around the world and some very upset adults going, "Wait, what? No! What did you do?" So, yeah, I. Mm, all I know is. He's not saying, hey, we are going to neuter it. Sorry, just get over it. Which suggests to me that they're looking at how to bring an R-rated Deadpool into the MCU without making it a cornerstone or even saying, hey, kids, come and watch this. Um, but to be seen now is the continuity. Like, Deadpool is the only one of the franchises from Fox that you can change the world he's in because he can comment on, wait a minute, Everything used to smell a lot more conservative around here. Yeah. Why do you get so liberal? Do you know what I mean? Like he could he could make jokes about like that sort of stuff. But does that mean we does that mean we lose his co-stars? Uh does that mean his co-stars get absorbed into the MCU when we sort of X-Men adjacent? So we might lose the likes of, say, Colossus, but we might keep cable and domino and you can have the X Force kind of vibe just off to the side. If we lose AZBs, it'll be a tragedy. <clears throat> It will, because she's freaking amazing. And then again, if we lose Bianca Hildebrand, it'd be a tragedy. If we lose this version of Colossus, it'll be kind of sad, because he's so much fun. Um, and we could definitely have Brolin as Cable, because, you know, he's been in the MCU before, but he didn't look like that, so... <laughs> <laughs> and they've know. already joked about it in Deadpool 2, so... Yeah, yeah, oh god. Yeah, in the trailer as well, like, with the, the mm. whole... Um... Whoa, whoa, slow down, Thanos. Um, so yeah, I... All I know is, yay, it's happening. The reason we've not heard news sooner is because Ryan has a busy slate over the next few years. So we're looking at probably at the earliest two years from now. Most yeah. likely three to four years from now. I'm fine to wait as long as it means we get at least one more ride with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Because I enjoy those two films a lot. I, I there, the there will fun. be a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool ride, but it'll only be in the Japanese Disney world. God 
damn it. <laughs> First they take Ant-Man and the Wasp, then they take Deadpool. Have you seen the Ant-Man and the Wasp ride? Have you really heard about it? Nope. Freaking amazing. It's 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 a, it, You go into the computers of P- uh, Pim's lab because they're being hacked by a, vi- a Hydra virus that uh, turns out to be Arnim Zola attempting to resurrect himself. Oh. So you go into it with the Pim particles in your... In your in your, you know, vehicle, the the ride thing, uh, and you and and the wasp are like going through this machine, fighting off nanoviruses, and you can blast stuff and get points, and it's like that is a great idea. And Toby Jones lends his voice to like the three or four Arnim Zola lions of the computer at the end of it, taking over Yay! the thing. It's like that is great. That's one of two um, currently MCU adjacent as james gunn called it the marvel cinematic theme park universe because he says these rides are not going to obey canon at all we're just creating what will be the most fun thing it can be but they're using the movies and the actors as 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 the base so just go along with whatever happens because like guardians of the galaxy mission breakout doesn't make any fucking sense (laughs) at all but it's like oh cool it's the guardians of the galaxy this is fun oh is that an animatronic rocket that looks amazing um is is the main character of this ride Benicio del Toro taking us on a tour of his museum? This is sure. weird. Is that the real Stormbreaker in the case over there in the lobby? Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> Stan's ca- Stan's cameo in the Guardians ride is wonderful. He's one of the exhibits you see during the big introductory film. And nah. he's, asking, he's asking if anyone can validate his parking because he's gotten lost. <laughs> he's holding a little Disney parking ticket. <laughs> it's That's like brilliant. that is a funny cameo. God damn it. Um, the ride footage I've seen of it every time it gets to him everyone in the queue goes yay <laughs> yeah. screech, it's like oh awesome we're cheering for a dead man I mean he's dead moving on uh. <sighs> dead to us anyway um, um, <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know what else is dead to us Matt uh, the, the list is so long at this point <laughs> um, uh, Lucasfilm Lucas Arts specifically. Why? Lucas Why? Arts died. It died away, Matt. Lucas Arts died. The 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 branch of Lucasfilm that's focused on video games and home entertainment died that's a death. It gave us so many incredible games over the years, like the Monkey that's Island impossible. games. And, yeah, of course, the earlier Star Wars titles and everything. And then it died. And then it was doubly dead when Disney bought Lucasfilm. And then they decided to disband it and went with the exclusive EA contract, which worked out really well for everyone involved. Yeah. Well. As far as like reception to the games themselves goes, a couple of really big thumbs ups, um, middling ones, and eh. And as far eh. as finance and reputation goes, oh shit. Um, but this past week, LucasArts revealed itself. Turns out Lucasfilm Ooh. has opened up a brand new branch for its video games. Um, within the company. So essentially, it's LucasArts Part 2. It's working from within Lucasfilm itself. It has got a deal with EA, but there are now games going to be developed with other companies utilising the Star Wars and, more specifically, Lucasfilm brands. Such as... Well, in the teaser trailer they put out to announce the, the new division, they showed footage from games that have already come out from the last, like, six seven years uh, since this deal began so, you so know, we're talking you... like battlefront 2 fallen order galaxy galaxy of heroes yeah. like you know all of these things oh and more about it... stuff as well of course yeah but it also showed a, tra- a teaser trailer uh, in the teaser trailer it showed a new glimmer of a game that we've been waiting for for a while and it has been delayed uh 
Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Yes. So, cool. Okay. That trailer came out, and the reaction mostly was like, all right. And, well, today, the year of our Lord, January 12, 2021, they revealed their hand. Lucasfilm's uh, games division is teaming up with Bethesda to develop an Indiana Jones game. Now, this could go one of several ways. Most of them. Which part of Bethesda? That's the question. That's because... the question. And which system? Because rumour has it, who at this stage could be clarified by tomorrow, could be clarified later this week. Apologies if this is old hat, folks. Rumour has it that at this stage uh, it will be hat. it will be a uh, Microsoft exclusive. So okay. it, w- it would be a PC based on your store. PC and Xbox. Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um which sucks, but at the same time, the joke is already going around that, well, Uncharted became a movie. <laughs> maybe indiana jones should become a game i mean indiana jones is, there's been several indiana jones games there have been there have been very quality very very in quality including uh, a lego one which was fun don't go back to the old lego ones though guys because th- th- they seem really really quaint and easy now in comparison to the latest stuff yeah still charming still charming as hell but like once you've played lego batman beyond gotham there's no going back once <laughs> Okay, it's fair no enough. Going that's that's still the best Lego game by, and everyone will say no, it's Star Wars, the, the complete saga. Piss off! Your memory is clouding your judgment. Um, though that one is fun. No, it's it's Lego it's Batman too Three long. Beyond Gotham. It's too long. The complete Lego, saga. Oh, I think it meant Lego Batman Three. It was like no, no. Lego Batman Three is just right. Plus, it has the sixty-six um, uh, level, hidden sixty-six level in the back oh, as well, neat. with Adam West voicing Batman. But, um, anyway. ah. Adam, we, so I'm down for this and I'm weirdly more, uh, responsive to the idea of an Indiana Jones game than I am, um, this fifth movie, despite James Mangold being the director of the upcoming fifth film. Mm. Um, I, I if Indy, if Indy has to continue, this solves a problem that I think we talked about in the podcast. If you're going to do Indy, I said, go back and just tell stories of Indiana Jones in yeah. films. Yeah. Just recast him. Just re- yeah, it's annoying, but I think I think the character can outlive Ford. I think the character can outlive the actor because he is a archetype who is a vessel for telling different pulp stories. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. think I think you can get around it. You just cast somebody who can bring a similar kind of swagger and charisma to it, but not do an impersonation, and then you've got. Indy, there he is. And hey, do, we know do, all the do a James Bond. Can, do, can do a spot on Harrison Ford, so it's fine. Would that it were so simple? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Alden Ehrenreich do an Indiana Jones film. At the same time, I thought I it was want, pretty good in Solo. I want him to book at least two other jobs that same year yeah. that aren't Harrison Ford uh, inheritance roles, just so that people don't cast him as the Harrison Ford guy. But if he ain't doing any more Star Wars prequels, then uh, yeah, give him give him Indy. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean. I've seen, I've, I've seen calls for years for like the likes of Bradley Cooper, and I'm like, I don't hate that casting. I don't that hate could that. Could be a lot of fun. Um, Chris Pratt's name always gets bandied around, but no, for various nope. reasons. Nope. I mean, just on basic level, don't think he suits Indiana Jones. Nope. Um, and I think Owen from the Jurassic World films sort of proves that, no, he mm, feels too creepy. Indiana Jones, when you examine the character, 
is kind of a creep. I mean, dude's a college professor who fucks his students. <laughs> I mean, does it? Creepy. Yes. Yes, he freaking does. You are telling me that those reactions in that lecture at the start of, is it numbered, was it the original, is it Raiders? It's or the is first it, one, yeah. Yeah. You're telling me those reactions are the reactions of of girls in his class just innocently being like, oh, he's kind of hot. No, those reactions are like, oh, God. He's not kind of hot. I, I hope I didn't leave anything. I hope I didn't leave anything in his dormitory. Oh, we also know that Marion Ravenwood was quite young. Yeah. When they first got together, so. Yeah. Creepy, creepy fun times. Uh, yeah, point is, crazy. great fucking movies, though. My God, great, great fucking movies. movies. All three of them. And no more. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was that I was that weird kid when I was younger. My favorite was Temple, and I think it's Temple's because of the, good, I think man. it's because of the set pieces and and everything. It just it was the one that fired my imagination more, chilled my monkey brains, as it were. Chill, oh, um, problematic though. Yeah, exactly. It is it is hands down, obviously the weakest of the trilogy. When you look at them like objectively and everything, it's like, yeah, it's not it's not the best, but. I was also the kid who liked Return of the Jedi the most when I was younger because I liked all the puppets and the set pieces. So... I mean, the puppets and set pieces in Jedi are pretty swell. They are pretty great. Um, although now I'm just I'm just thinking of Temple of Doom. We wanted to go Kalima, Kalima. Om we know, Nom Shavai. Om Nom Shavai. If someone's trying to reach for your heart, Om Nom Shavai, Om Nom Shavai, Om Nom Shavai. That's what they should have put in response to Army Hammer. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Indiana Jones game. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> It's coming, boys and girls. You can't outrun it. So, yeah, get on that. Um, uh, what other news struck like a fucking hammer this week? I'm sure there's uh, something else. Right. <laughs> uh, shall, uh, I just, shall I just whap it out? Just whip out your army. Right. So, this was brought to my attention shortly before we recorded <laughs> by my um, ever-faithful partner, who is, who's got a real eye for weird shit on the internet. Um, which is how she found me, hey? Uh, it's not. It's not. We met her by. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but this is, um, so this the the articles we found to sort of sum it up is from a site called miar.com and this is an article written, uh, well, last updated on the tenth of January, uh, by okay. Chaitra Krishnamurthy, and the headline is, prepare yourself. Oh God, are army hammers leaked DMs fake? Actors' alleged cannibal sex fantasy shocks internet. This can't be real. Right. Rewind. <laughs> if, you're actor... gonna, if you're going to check into this article, does this article explain who Army Hammer is from the top? Just for those who listening at home thinking, I vaguely the... recall that name. It's in the it first sounds paragraph. Like, it sounds like a name that Hollywood has tried to force me into knowing who it is, but has never quite succeeded. <laughs> Uh, he is in the first paragraph, yeah. He's like, oh, thank he's an God. Actor. Um, the actor Boys and allegedly... girls, context. Here we go. <laughs> the actor allegedly stated, I am 100% a cannibal to a woman who shared the Instagram DMs and the internet is shocked. Uh, so, uh, Ami Hammer, best known for playing the Winklevoss twins in uh, The Social Network in 2020. Also, Lone Ranger, Man from Uncle, Coming by Your Name. Um, so, he's created quite a stir on social media. I'm paraphrasing from this article, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um owing to some of his alleged DMs extensively talking about sex and cannibalism, among other shocking and rather strange things. Um, so, and there's some sort of controversy about whether they're genuine or fake, but one Twitter user shared a series of messages which seem to have been sent from his official account. 
Oh dear. Uh, another oh social media dear. user shared a screenshot of the page's hammer as allegedly liked on Twitter, consisting of one post on, quote, super nipple techniques. What now? <laughs> what in Sam Hill is a super um, nipple technique? I don't know. Uh, it's not the first time that it's raised eyebrows. Back in 2017, apparently it, it got an, it liked a bunch of tweets about BDSM and bondage stuff. Um, no kink shaming here, folks. <laughs> As long as it ain't actually harmful, please keep not. reading. Please keep reading. Please keep it, reading. It's not just this guy. It's not just this that he needs to be cancelled for, because someone found an earlier tweet of his, which is not necessary. It's not like feeding into his cannibalism thing, but someone quote tweeted this tweet from Army Hammer, <laughs> which is oh, just God. it's just bad on its own. I pulled a muscle in my back this morning and went to have physiotherapy on it, and it hit me. The human body is crazy. When you hurt your body. Sometimes the best medicine is just to have another human being rub their human body against your human body. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's no. not even a creepy one. That's just one of his normal tweets. Um, so... Um, yeah, you're you're readying of, yourself. I can feel it in your bones. A bunch, bunch, of, bunch of fake stuff. Um, a bunch of people saying, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. But then I got sent another link to uh, another Twitter account, funnily enough. It's funny how that works. Um, let me just try and open it up in here. It's been a bit funky. And this is sort of... Uh, and this is where the receipts come in. Check out some of this shit. Oh, God. Uh, so this comes from at Tevin August on, uh, on Twitter. Multiple victims of Army Hammer came out saying he used his fame to manipulate them to have sex, calling them kitties and drink their blood. Sorry, what? Could you just re- repeat now, that line? What in Hannibal Lecter? While looking me directly in the eye. <laughs> Multiple victims oh God. of Army Hammer oh no. came out saying he used his fame to manipulate them to have sex, calling them kitties, and drink their blood. Sweet Jesus, no. And this is uh, um backed up with various screenshots of DMs and such as conversation with Army Hammer. This is Army Hammer's side of the conversation. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, okay. And it's... Uh, it, again, this could be edited, but it, it looks like it's... it's You know, this is the screenshot. It's the DM window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. This is, uh, this is allegedly from Army Hammer's uh, account. Oh, my God. That just made me so hard, and it makes me confused as to why. Is that even possible? So hard. Think of holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck. That's scary to admit, B. That's a typo, it seems. Um, <laughs> I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while still warm. Oh, good God. Uh, Sweet this com- baby Jesus. Just to reiterate the earlier point, ladies and gentlemen, don't shame, but don't like allow this- anyone to hurt anything. Dude, apparently, if this is true, ate an animal's heart whilst it had just just been killed. This is another conversation. Um, need your help ASAP, kitten. Ooh. You around? I'll phone you later. Yes. How may I be of help, daddy? Oh my God! When you call me like it, I get so horny. I need to drink your blood. Why the distance? I am yours, daddy. I will help you. 
I need you to rent us a place and set it up with a list of things I'll mail you about. Of course. Where? I'm going to be so, so naughty and kinky with you there. Oh, the possibilities. Ha ha ha. Another conversation. You're my angel. You're made to save me. You're mine, you hear me? Say it now. I am yours. I belong to you. Say that you're mine. Mine. M-I-N-E. Mine. Hermione. I, I own you now. I'll own you forever. I do. I am yours, Daddy. Good girl. Your body is so fucking perfect and it's mine and I'm into you. I need your blood. I crave it. Will you give it to me tomorrow? Don't forget that you're mine. That topic, once again, it is very intense. I'm intense. I need your blood. I want you to feed me with it. And, yeah. And we've got... Uh, and if you go to this guy's uh, Twitter account, there's lo- there's uh, videos. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Yes, this audio clip. So here we go. This is an audio clip of Army Hammer. Oh Jesus! Allegedly of Army. Uh, so here we go. They were very risque DMs uh, with someone who I was involved with in very much a sort of like. Um, kink-based relationship if you will um so a lot of shit was said that also most people don't relate to it's kink it's niche it's fetish right so that's bad uh and as as if that wasn't bad enough think about this you're having sex with someone and you say something to them in the heat of a moment when you're having sex if someone else comes up to you and says oh my god i heard you said this to that person like you said, out of the context, out of the heat of the moment, out of that safe place where it fucking sounds perfect to say, it's a little cringy. A little cringy, apparently. A little cringy. Okay, okay, once again, once again, mm. we here at the Big Damn Cast do not support kink shaming. But I'll refer to the fact that during this apparent kink talk, the dude admitted to killing an animal specifically to yep. eat its still warm heart. Yep. Army, the majority of the internet that ain't vanilla won't have a problem with y'all being a little bit kinky. They won't have a problem with it. But you killed a fucking animal and ate its heart for a sexual high. Meaning that uh, when you were like, I want to drink your blood, I think you're being serious. Um, yeah. Uh, Again, this is all the the keyword alleged, alleged, and I bet even that's been put into dispute as being someone else, like actually responding and acknowledging it to try and add legitimacy to the fact that it's him, but it also could just be him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we should. I should put a trigger warning at the start of this podcast. Remind me to do that. Um, because we're about to get really, really fucking weird. Oh um, shit! Son. This is so. I've, I've we'll have already done this, but here's another trigger warning for uh, mentions of abuse, uh, mutilation, etc. Not good stuff. Um, this is from another. Uh, this is from another conversation. Uh, a lot of this stuff comes from House of Effie on Instagram. So you can go to that account and you find some stuff. Um, stories, there, Instagram stories. Uh, that you can find some of that stuff there. Totally not um, looking this up as you're talking. 
uh, as House of F A House of E F F I E. Um, Army Hammer. I want to see. I want to see everything. I want to see your brain, your blood, your organs, every part of you. I would definitely bite it, B. 100%. I'll try to fuck it. Not sure which. Probably both. If I fucked you into a vegetative state, I'd keep you, feed you, wash you, and keep fucking you, B. Till you are so sore and broken. Like. I know, but I can't stop thinking of fucking your actual brain. Haha. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 and then it's just, it's and it just goes on and on and on. And I, I don't want to do much more of that stuff because, like, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And. It's just fucking wild in the worst way. Uh, so, yeah, just be. You can you can go and look that stuff up again if you wanna if you wanna go further on. But uh, also there is oh there is mention of him back in twenty eleven. There was twenty thirteen. Sorry, there was a mention of uh, him making a short film. About people cutting themselves as a sort of an oh, his own private art project, which just got sort of. This was originally reported on Hollywood.com, and that sort of just got smoothed over and forgotten. So that adds a bit of, of credence to this. Yeah, that's uh, kind of that's kind of. Yeah, that's that's that's. For, pardon the pun. That sounds like it's injecting some more blood into this story. And, uh... Like, oh, shit. You know, and then uh, also, you know, on this House of Effie thing and on, on some of the Twitter stuff, people have shared... Pic- people have shared pictures of him that he has shared with them. Um, right. So, nothing like... Uh, no dick pics or anything. but Well, not that I've seen, but, like, pictures of him... That is one particularly incriminating picture of him, like, strangling himself... Right. So, where well, you can see his face, like pictures of his uh, of his arm and hands with his tattoo on. He's got a tattoo on one of his fingers. Uh, so, stuff like that. Looked it up during this, out of curiosity. Yeah. Not the pictures, sorry. Um, Army Hammer. I was just curious as to whether or not this is a, you know, consenting adult kind of situation. Where he's obviously pissed someone off to the point where they've gone right, screw it, I'm releasing these, yeah, these receipts. If it indeed again, if it allegedly is true, um, um, he divorced. Yes, his wife of ten years. Yep. Um. Uh, last July. Yeah. So a oh, lot they, of they announced stuff. they were divorcing, so the 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 divorce went through in September. So a lot of this stuff was happening while he was married why did they divorce hmm. we don't know but maybe just maybe he kept trying to fuck the pork sirloin that he was making <laughs> them for tea I just I, I this kind of stuff where like super entitled rich white dudes just think they can do 
whatever they want with no consequences and then people decide to expose them and everyone acts so surprised like they didn't know that this guy was a fucking weird dude when you look that it was news stories from 2013 and been making a film film where he of gets people, people cutting themselves. Cut themselves which we now know was probably allegedly was probably just for a spank bank yeah because I think he says in the articles, yeah, we've got no plans to release it. It's just a private project. Yep. Yep. It's there like, you go. There you go. He said that and no one called him on it at the time. And now all this stuff's coming out about him possibly being some weird sort of cannibal fetishist. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's well. just fucking wild, man. Absolutely wild. And it's just one of those It's one of those stories where someone tells you about it and you're like, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> I can't believe that you're telling me famous toothpaste magnate Army Hammer is really in to wanting to eat people. It's, oh, it's it is something else. So that I wanted to share that um, bit of Army Hammer madness with you. If he uh, ever approaches you, gentle listener, with your recently born child and goes oh they're so cute i just want to eat them run 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 he wants to eat them run never trust run. a man who says that his fantasy dinner guest is the marquis de Sade. never trust a man whose first name is the thing they would like to eat whilst fucking you <laughs> um, oh that is ooh. He was nearly Batman. He was nearly Batman. Can you imagine? He was nearly Batman. Can you fucking imagine? Can I mean, you imagine? We, we look at the things that have come out around Bale and, and Affleck and stuff over the years. You know, not not nothing proving them Listen, to be like Affleck unscrupulous just wants to get shit heels. Donuts and be left alone. That's all he wants. Not, nothing proving them to be unscrupulous shit heels, but definitely stuff that makes you go: these people could be better morally, considering they're attached to this beloved children's character as a figurehead. Christian Bale's just fucking in too intense for his own good, man. And yet, and yet, it could have been Army Hammer. <laughs> Actual cannibal, allegedly. Army Hammer. Shia, Shia LaBeouf I mean, wants an apology. It de- one could make an argument that he is perfectly suited for running around Gotham in fetish gear. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone know. I, I suppose it would explain why maybe there's no Robin in that universe. Um, <laughs> right. So there we go. Before we get sued. Yeah. What's in the emails? Okay. <laughs> let's do some emails. <laughs> Fuck me mm. front ways. If you want to help us with the impending uh, lawsuit from Army Hammer's management. Go to patreon.com slash bigdamncast to throw some shekels and get some sweet perks along the way. We're not going to get sued. Don't tell them that. We might get more Patreon support. We're not important enough to get sued. Um, This one comes in from Ian. Ian, friend of of all of us, Ian. Friend of the peoples of the mountain. And you know what? This is just a sweet one. Oh! This is a sweet one. This is Ian being nice and it makes me happy to read. While I listen to it, I'm going to eat this blondie. And it's called, uh, and it comes in with the simple title of... Just to clarify, I mean the, the cake snack blondie. Yeah, I'm not yeah. eating a blonde woman like no. Army, Army Hammer would. Just want to <laughs> clarify that. 
Now, this email is entitled Feet. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming. I'm not kink shaming, but I am laughing. Mm, feety mm. hammer. <laughs> and he says, originally, this email was going to be a handful of things I missed in my 2020 review or finished after, so I had sent, sent the email. So, honourable mentions to Soul, Truth Seekers, and Star Trek Discovery Season 3, even though, even if I'm not sure if that show is good or not. But what I do know <laughs> is good is Mr. Matthew Watson. I didn't put that in. That's what he says. I'm only reading this. Um, I regularly became a Chris Watcher during 2011. And the first video I definitely remember being uploaded was a review of A Good Man Goes to War, which included a certain handsome gentleman... It's been nearly 10 <laughs> long years of crazy Doctor Who videos, whether they are on Chris's 5 Who Fans on Big Damn YouTube channel, with five uh, five long years of sometimes reluctantly talking about Big Damn Cast. From his very contagious excellent laugh to him spilling the tea, as the youth say, I'll never understand how you paint those tiny little figures. Tiny little brushes. <laughs> um, when are we going to get the Big Damn musical so Matt can belt out the nitty news and geeky gossip? It's never, never going to happen. Um, this year. It's not going to happen this year. Uh, so many <laughs> utterly crazy games, moments and reactions of the Big Damn cast with tears, scares and confused. This game makes no sense. What's going on? Moments. Thank you for so many reasons, for many reasons, especially babysitting Chris and keeping this <laughs> podcast going for the many, many weeks and now half a decade of Big Damning. I'm sure I owe you, Matt, many, many, many pints for my mornings on Twitch or here. They are all held up in a cheers and celebration for this slightly belated big damn birthday for Matt. Happy birthday, Ian. Thank you, Aww. Ian. That was really sweet, and it made me smile. Um, I also understand what the title is about. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for the listeners that's, at home. That's what they call me. We... <laughs> We uploaded uh, <laughs> Good Man Goes to War review. I was reviewing Doctor Series 6 as it came out in my little flat in London. And we got oh, to Good Man Goes mate. to War. You and I watched it together on a balmy summer's Saturday evening. A balmy... Oh, it was, that, it was nice, that little flat you had. It was all right. It was, it was, yeah. I think the only thing that made it really actually tolerable was that shit little balconette door that yeah. looked out over Lammers Park. So it, it kind was of was... That. It was like, oh... Oxygen and trees. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let me climb into the bedroom area and regret everything. But um, it was... I regret nothing! <laughs> we sat on that knackered couch. We set up a tripod and we recorded the review for Good Man Goes to War. Yeah. And yeah. we're both... It's summer. Like, I remember you're in, you're in a blue t-shirt of something or other. I think I was um, wearing my Superman t-shirt. Could be. And I was in I was in a Fourth Doctor Scarf t-shirt, I think. And we're both wearing shorts. And it's a hot summer's afternoon. And the first, second, and, like, fourth comment the video ever received was people politely requesting to see more of our feet. <laughs> Again, we don't kick shit with the Big Dub cast, but read the room and the rest of the comments section, guys. It's not my thing. Decide whether or not that that's the thing you should really be asking questions about from a kids' TV presenter mm. and his cuddly, fuzzy best friend. I, so. am, a cu- I am a cuddly, fuzzy best friend. That's on my CV. <laughs> It is. Um, it's at the top of it. It just says, Cuddly Fuzzy Best Friend um, is waiting for Nick Frost to die to get cast in all of the Nick Frost roles. No, don't <laughs> wish ill on Nick Frost. I don't wish ill on Nick Frost, but what I'm saying is if he did die, then just leap right in. You know what I'm saying? To his skin, like Arming Hammer would, and wear him. Allegedly. <laughs> that was really sweet, Ian. Thank you for that. that. 
Oh, um, happy birthday to the big damn boy. Uh, this one comes in from James, and it's going to lead us into a couple of different discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with the and it's got the app, app title of stuff and nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and James says, "Chris and Matt, it's you." <laughs> Revolution of the Daleks was all right, wasn't it? Well, I thought so anyway. I did think it could have been a bit longer or two part to develop some aspects like the Dalek Civil War and evil conservatives. But at the end, I'm happy with what we got. Not really the Civil War, it's a civil battle, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I have been thinking recently that I'd like to get into some of the Star Wars comics, but I really don't have anywhere to keep physical copies. Are there any subscription services I can go to where I can get the Marvel Star Wars back catalogue on at least up to around six months behind? Well, uh, keep being the best pot out there. What's this? Oh no, I'm getting stuck in the sodding time vortex again. Bye to you two big damn man beasts from CGI Mark Hamill wanting to take your baby boy. I mean, James. <laughs> well, first off, let's talk a little bit about Revolution of the Daleks because we haven't really talked about it much. Um, so spoilers for, Rev- for Revolution of the Daleks from this point on. Um, it's fine... Yeah, it, it was it, I, it, it almost completely washed over me, I was like, "That is all right." On the it's night, fine. it's exactly what I wanted. On the yeah. night, yeah. Um, it doesn't stand up to repeat. This is again. This is purely for me, listener. If you dug it, hey, I wish I was you, more power to you. On repeat viewings, or in my case, any extended thought, it just kind of falls mm. apart. Mostly, I think it's... mostly from a, a story construction um, uh, perspective. Like, certain little things could have not happened and certain other things were there on the table and not used that mm. would have immediately made for a better experience overall. Did we need a 10-minute sequence of a covert operation to derail the van driver taking the Dalek... Um, vehicle remains and having him kidnapped or executed after the customary phone call to his wife and kids i love you i'll see you later it's like okay that was funny That's when it was dead the, man that was funny when it was the granddad security guard in resolution yeah he was like oh i've got the best granddaughter on the planet i can't wait to see you my darling and then gets killed. like that was darkly funny in that story mm. in this one it's just like there's no need for this 10 minutes of all this when it doesn't lead to anything for and especially the, rest when, of the rest of the show. Like, some of the more interesting ideas of the episode uh, rushed through. Yeah. Like I say, the Dalek Civil War. Well, the Dalek Civil Scrap. Like, yeah, the Dalek Civil... Oh, some they all got shot, I guess. Yeah, I guess um, they're all gone now. The creepiest the Dalek was in this was when it wasn't a threat and it was a dead armour because the director had a field day really building the tension yeah. of something's gonna go wrong and it was like that was really well handled um but again just uh, uh, an idea that wasn't fully explored jack was pointless really was po- he was literally just there to get the doctor out of prison and then make some really cheesy oh like, no no gags. no matt they had the important thing of making him the one to talk to Yaz about how, like, what this life can actually lead to be and what it means. You don't get to choose when you leave the Doctor. That's true, Jack, but you also came back to the Doctor three times now. Three times! Um, for three brand new adventures. Uh, it, doesn't it? Also, stop going on about how you're immortal and then don't do anything with that in the script. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Yeah. That was really, really weird. Talk what, about it, never like, do anything like with his, it. Like his, I'm Captain Jack Harkness and I'm immortal. Huh? And then nothing happens. You're like, What's that about? 
Um, like he was stayed he, behind on the ship to blow it up or something. He was so, that would have made sense. He was a, he was a victim of this era's inability to juggle multiple protagonists in a way that mm. feels like they're all getting a thing to do. Which is why which, I'm which kind because of... his escape from like his him getting the doctor out of the prison was great. Like this is fun. Yeah, this is really quite... cool. And the idea of just them being in a giant fucking hamster ball. Yeah, and her just turning her just turning around on one of her one of her recreation sessions uh, where they just put you in a slightly slightly bigger than your cell yeah. chained fence uh, pen. Uh, her just turning around after 19 years of doing this and him just being there and her being like, "What the hell?" Like that's a great like setup for oh right. Um, mm. But then the whole thing with her like time trying to figure out who I really am, and I kind of haven't. Well, then what was the point in you as a as a as a story? giving her 19 years to try and come to terms with the the revelation of the finale of series 12 if she hasn't come to any like resolute and then in this episode it's like oh she comes to it i'm the doctor that's who i am she said that yeah we literally Ruth had doctor that exact, beat that into yeah. her head in the previous episode and she yeah, went we, yeah we had I that am. um we had that y- yaz oh god like we, ryan goes on about his life that he's formed here on earth um and and how it's changed his perspective on this, and he wants to stick around, and yet we never see his life no. on Earth. No, we never see these mates he's spending time with and the life he's re. We have seen reshaping them, but himself. we didn't see. We them saw in we this. saw we saw one of them in series one. Um, no, series two in. Yeah, um, no. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, so yep. we saw that in Can You Hear Me. We saw him playing basketball with some of his mates in Spyfall. Sorry, his dad in res in resolution. Now that's the that's the best thing we've had of Ryan's character arc in two series. Yeah, and it, down to the performance of the two actors and just the way it's played off. But like in here, this is a sequel to Timeless Children, Arachnids in the UK, and Resolution. Mostly a sequel to Resolution in terms of like the plot. Yeah. But so great, can we see him and his dad in during this time yeah. in the ten months? Um. No, but then at the end he leaves because he wants to go and spend that life. Great, I love the idea of a companion making the choice to leave, especially after the whole thing of Jack saying you don't get to choose and then we see Ryan literally choose to leave yeah. at the end. That's a nice contradiction and Graham in turn going with him because he doesn't want to miss the time he's going to have with his grandson. Yeah. And that makes sense, but like... <laughs> It's also weird because they're going to go off to investigate places around the world and be Sarah Jane and the Bannerman Road gang, basically. I can't see it. Except I thought he wanted to stay at home with his friends and have yeah. his own adventure at home. And Can't see it. I just... It's made me realise that I'm not going to miss Ryan and, weirdly, Graham at all. I'm um, not going to miss Ryan at all. Like, I like... I, people are listening now going, like, God, this is so negative. No, I like... I like the fam as a unit. I just feel like the time with them has been wasted as far as like writing and use of them has, has been. Yeah. They, they've had their moments. Haunting of Villa Diodoti, the, the, the way they all bounce off each other and then clash is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And and I like a lot of Series 11. Like Again, Rosa, I think, is one of the peak episodes of the modern era. Um, and they all serve a purpose in that. And they're all great in it. And, and even things like Arachnids in the UK, they all feel like they serve a purpose and, and they have their own angle to it all and they work great as a team to deal with it. It's just, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, I think I'm glad he's gone. 
and yep. and I'm not I'm not upset that it means Graham's gone either. Yeah, I was gonna. I think I don't think you could have seen Graham staying on without Ryan, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering because we also got the reveal that John Bishop is <laughs> yeah. going to be the next companion. Yeah. I'm wondering how much of potential Graham material is going to be recycled over. Yeah. onto John Bishop's character and then Ryan's stuff for the scripts that might have been made. Again, just speculation that may or may not have already been written before it was confirmed that he was going is just going to get folded into Yaz's stuff. Yeah. I um, I think people mistook on stream the, the other day and they were saying, like, what do you think of the John Bishop news? Bishop news? I think they mistook my lack of enthusiasm as an as a as a an, a non endorsement of Bishop. No, the show surprised me with primarily comedians and comedy yeah. actors doing great turns before. See Matt Lucas, you know. See Catherine Tate. Uh, see Bradley Walsh. Obviously, they've all done drama, but they're yeah. mostly known for being comedians. So um, I'm not fussed about that. I hope he has a great time, and I hope I really grow to love Dan yeah. the, the Van Man. Um, yeah. But. I'm upset because I was kind of looking forward to a f- completely female-led TARDIS yeah. team. Yeah. A chance for Yaz, who... Mandip Gill, an actor I think is incredibly promising, but they've not really had much use for her in two seasons. For her to take the spotlight. For us to explore what this episode ends on, which is sort of a hint at un- a done unhealthy, codependent relationship. Yeah. Where it's clear that she's sort of got this fixation and obsession with, if not the Doctor, the life that hey, the Doctor can give her. Mandip ships it. Yeah. I've, yeah. <laughs> man, man ships, if you will. Um, like, I was looking forward to seeing that. And the suggestion that John Bishop's joining suggests he's joining from the start of the next series. And from what we know of filming that's happened... Um, you know, picks leaking because obviously they're filming a lot more outdoors this year than the previous two series because it's easier for COVID compliance to do so. Yep. We have no spoilers. I'm not going to say the names, but like we've had glimpses of the threats they're coming up against if you look yeah. for the pictures out there. Um, you know, uh, and and John Bishop has been seen on set for at least one of those, obviously one of those episodes. Which is likely because usually in block one they tend to film the first three or four episodes in the first block. Yeah. So it's likely that the season opener includes the and John Bishop's <laughs> character, and it's like okay, sure. I don't know. I just I, mean... I overall this left me kind of cold. Ro- Jack Jack Robertson, uh, Chris, what's his face, Mister Big? He's having a great time. Chris Noth. Chris Noth, and I think he he's put to much better use here, and it is kind of interesting to have somebody yeah in the TARDIS who's a shitbag, like who is an out and out shitbag villain. I I like he's just the on sort board. Of, it's kind I like, of fun. I like the sort of the sort of social commentary that they're sort of making steps towards too, and then mm. they just kind of throw it aside when yeah. the prime minister immediately gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, oh promising villain promising villain oh she's dead now or just even those those shots like the press conference at Downing Street yeah it was just weird to not cut to the press pool it was just or, weird or, or a reporter at the, at the press pool like yeah several feet away like saying and there you have it the Prime Minister has just, just something to establish that it's not a green screen freaking shot of a woman at a podium what do you think this is ambassadors of death <laughs> 
I would take the Ambassadors of Death over this. Oh god, it wasn't that bad. Hey, I would take Ambassadors of Death over Resolution of Revolution of the Daleks simply because at least watching Liz try to concoct plans to get the feck out of that um, mm. cell was entertaining. Versus the, I mean, let's let's not let's well, not end anything, this negative. Let's talk about stuff. If that, anything, Ambassadors of Death is a fucking forty-five-minute story poured into a three-hour glass. Yeah, and. This Resolution is a three-hour story poured Revolution into an hour-long glass. The like. reverse, yeah. Let's let's talk about stuff we like. Because again, on the night, I liked it. I just think this is one of those stories where I'm only going to revisit it if I'm if if I'm on that binge or if I'm yeah. watching the series. It's not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not, it's not like I, I'm not going to seek it out to watch. I don't it. hate it. It's Same. fine. It's fine. I, I like think, the new Dalek designs. Yeah, of course I, I they got hope, rid of them immediately. Yeah, because they're they're mostly radio controlled and that's yeah. expensive <laughs> so um, yeah proving I... the sort of the the lasting power of a simple dalek design mm. it still translates and yet i felt a really triumphant rush as just a fan of watching these characters and these villains and everything show up when the bronze boys arrived because i was yeah, just like they just yes so good. here we come like and I wonder whether they or not that still was done. Look as to... good now as they did in two thousand and five. I think that's what it is. I think that was here to reiterate to people that come on. I know you're all complaining that it's the same ones, but we kind of nailed the Dalek design here. Yeah, right? we got it. We got like, we, we we found the I perfect know, Dalek. There are some who love love the you know prefer Daleks from the original run. There is something to be said about your Imperial Daleks. There is something to be said about I... your Genesis gunmetal grey Daleks fucking love a new paradigm dalek you know i love me. i love a new paradigm dalek and there's something to be said about your original 60s you know silver and blue boys and everything but come on come on the 2005 design has come lasted on. 15 years because it's hands down just it's un it's it's unshakable it's and it's so well realized most importantly mm-hmm. because the bbc are cheap as shit yeah <laughs> Because they could just go to the different studio buildings <laughs> around the UK and be like, that Dalek in the lobby, we're going to take it back for a week. Whoop! Yep, thanks. Um, yeah, I remember when that happened in... What year would it have been? When was Series 7? Uh, the first half of Series 7 was 2012. No. Yeah, yeah. It's 2012 because it was... Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was seven, autumn, 2000, yeah, autumn 2012 and then the second half was in spring, summer 2013. Mm. Um. So they were filming Asylum of the Daleks like early 2012 Mm. and the two Daleks at Media City, I was working there at the time, the two Daleks there got recalled and these Daleks kept getting damaged by Jeremy Kyle audiences queuing up and that's not some random snobbish statement. Every time the Jeremy Kyle audience queued up outside the studio block to go into the studio for a record, something would happen to one of the Daleks, either a plunger would be taken off or something would... I'm not even kidding, people were nicking (laughs) shit off the Daleks. It was really weird. I used to, I used to I used to lightly troll Media City's um, Twitter account to be like, "Are you gonna sort this out? Are you gonna?" It kind of looks. Hey guys, third day in a row that the Dalek's been missing its actual <laughs> eye. It's almost like you're not proud of it. Like you're not proud of this tourist attraction in your lobby that Why you let it get damaged. Would they be possibly be proud of a dinky little show like Doctor Who? Oh, the snobbery at the BBC is real. Um, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Really it's almost weird. like it's. 
it's, and it's almost like it's, it's being shown now with their lack of fucking it, spine it, it's because, on social issues. It's because the people who aren't making it are pissed off that they're not making a thing that has universal recognition. So they just look down. Make on a it better thing, then, Jan. No, Jan wants to. Jan wants to exec produce strictly. They can't give a shit about Doctor Who. Um, it's really make weird. a better thing, Quentin. I don't know any Quentins. These names aren't far really off nice the people Quentin. who I could name but won't. Anyway, um, just like oh my god. But anyway, so that used to happen all the time, and then they went away for a few weeks in early twenty twelve. And lovely, when they re- weekend, when they- lovely, uh, lovely break in Turkey. Well, yeah, and then they were returned, and they looked buffing like they had been cleaned up and then later in the year it was like oh they were amongst the ones that they'd recalled for use in asylum of the daleks mm. and these guys were obviously ones they ended up using in like the parliament of the daleks or something because they were shined up and looking clean as a whistle parliament um, of the daleks fucking hell <laughs> um yeah i just dalek design is great and downside the leader of this elite squad should have had at least have had a black dome do you know what I mean? At least make it look slightly different. <laughs> instead, of, instead of it just having a... Di- I, I wish to speak to the leader. Well, here's the leader. I am the leader. You're just the same as the rest of them. Just... Also, what's happened to Snip. the plungers? Plungers have gone. On the, renega- on the renegade, on the on the reconnaissance clones, like the drones, yeah. and the the strikes, the strike team, they don't have plungers. They have these like little eggs that opened into a claw. Like a tiny it, claw. It's so they can turn around and go, hey, we changed the design. Yeah. We changed the design. But, but it just looked uh, weird to uh. me. So I was like, why would all of them have that? Like, That's fine. Why, yeah, but why would the drones have that and then the pure, unquote, Daleks rocking up also have that? You'd want to highlight differences, even subtly, just to make them clash in some way. I don't know. Listen, I love they, the... left, they left the EU... They have their new design. They have their own design standards now. They, they've got blue so they plungers. Can... <laughs> they got blue plungers. <laughs> we can well, take back control of Scarrow. What, can, what can you do, <laughs> James O'Brien? Taken off him at the border. James O'Brien on the other end of the line. So what can you do now that you couldn't do before? <laughs> we can take back control of Scarrow. We can make up our our, our own laws. How, why couldn't you do that before? <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, James. You're trying to make him look like a fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, he's a fool. <laughs> oh, God. All you've lost is your ability to take a pat lunch into the Europe. And you've, take, you've, lo- and you've taken Percy Pigs away from part of Ireland and yeah. all of Europe, you bastards. Think of the Percy Pigs, you bastard. All for some fishing rights we had to give away anyway. Um, Stop getting political, guys. Yeah, sorry. Let's go back to talking about the aliens that were made as an actual allegory for the Nazis. Uh, So Let's talk about the actual Nazis. No, let's not talk about the actual actual Nazis. Nazis. Uh, Because they're Um, on Twitter and they'll hear us. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I liked the clone Daleks' voices. Very remembrance. That was quite cool. Um, I still love the body horror of the mutant being a, like... Planet of the Spiders style backpack. Yeah, I, that's something that's I quite hope sadistic. See more of in future Dalek stories is that sort of the well, mutant being a threat as well as the casing. Well, the best thing about Resolution was the reconnaissance Dalek and the fact that the majority of the episode, like, because before the release of it, there was no giveaway the Daleks were in it. Then yeah. just before it, they hinted massively with the freaking commercial that a Dalek was involved. 
by having the voice appear in the trailer. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Like, And then when you watch it, you're like, no, this works better when it's a twist, when you don't know it's coming. It works yeah. so much better. The Blu-ray then makes the cock-up of not including it on the cover anywhere. There's no mention of or look at a Dalek on the cover at all. It's just like the three people from, from medieval Britain and stuff. Like, going, ah! Yeah. It's like, really? That's what you're selling the DVD? Uh, no offence, but if you're selling the DVD, maybe put the Dalek on the cover. No, just, just saying. Um, but yeah, but... The Dalek, Constance Dalek was the best part of it. The fact that it was evil as fuck. Like, it, it, it's the first Dalek we've kind of met that seems to take a glee in doing what it's doing. Like, it, it, it enjoys the job. Well, it's one of the few Daleks that we've actually spent long enough with for it to develop a sort of personality. Yeah. And that carried over into its clone in this story. Um, like, the whole bit where he says, like, love, uh, love you, bye. And the, the guy putting the phone down. And then it just sort of makes him repeat back to himself, like, love you, bye. And you're like, oh, that's, yeah, oh, it's, it's mocking him. Oh, that's so creepy. And just that visual of him about to put it into the furnace and then the tentacles burst out of the tank and just grab him. And it's like, it is, you know, Jack, Jack and Yaz fighting off Dalek mutants was fun. And, and you know, like that stuff, that stuff's cool. I like that stuff. Um I like this is this is a diss, but it's a fun diss. I like modern TV and especially modern Doctor Who's trope of trying to appear like it's a bigger show than it is by showing an aerial or drone shot of a, an international location, yeah. captioning it to say that we're there, and then all the scenes spent there are in an alley or a room. Yeah, you're just like, um, congratulations, you bought a Get Images video. Why does this have to be in Japan? Like, why does... One of these days, some producer's going to forget to take the watermark off. Yeah, we're just going to have, like, um, Imiga in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Just right in the middle. Um, (laughs) uh, I thought Jodie was a lot of fun in this. She's always a lot of fun. She's a big bubbly bundle of energy that you kind of need to be the lead of your family show. Yeah. Um, I like... (laughs) I like... Let's just call it Sharda, even though it wasn't confirmed. Uh, I liked all of the other prisoners in Sharda. Yep. I like the Pating, with a slight hint that it might be the same Pating from um, the, uh, what was it? The Saranga Conundrum. Conundrum. Um, Angela, the weeping angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, there was the, what, the silent in the cell next to her, and I was making it, I was, as it came on screen, I, I turned to my wife and I said, like, my God, do the prisoners do the prison officers even remember that that's there and then she sort of like looks at it and she goes oh forgot you were here <laughs> and then turns around and is like damn it the show beat oh, the show beat me to it by however many months it was before they recorded this yeah. I, thought, I thought that was quite funny and, and a Sycorax fucking yeah. Sycorax just chilling in prison uniform and an Ood what's that what's that Ood in for Oh, it did have red say. eyes. So is it one of the? Is it yeah. a leftover possessed dude? Isn't there an evil dude in the Time Lord Victorious? Or a I, know, I, th- I think he's a, I think he's a good. I think he's a good guy. He's called Brian. I think. Oh, of course, Brian the Ood. 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 It's a fun word, isn't it? Ood. Rust, Rusty was really good at having fun words. Oh, doing doing this revisit for uh for the review videos. Like we're up to series two tenant now and, and mm. you know it's not a werewolf it's a lupine wavelength hemoveriform <laughs> it's, like, just... it's like what <laughs> it's so good i'll take it i'll fucking take it that is brilliant 
from the mind that gave you Raxacurico Fallopatorius. A new, 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 New York. I just wish they'd made more action figures of the stuff with harder names to say. Yeah. Character Options presents the new Mighty Jagrafess of the Holy Hadrogiasic Maxa Rodenfo playset. What? I just call him Max. You have to type in the whole name and the Argos thing to get it into the counter. Oh, it's not searching it. How do you spell it again? The Holy <laughs> Hadrosius. Just, oh. I don't God. know. I've I been, don't know how you spell it. I've been visiting the, the Titan comics again. Uh, the Ninth Doctor run. I picked up the fourth volume, which I didn't own, so I'm now binging the whole four volumes of the Titan comics presents the Ninth Doctor. Mm. Um, and the, the, there's a story called Doctor Mania, which involves uh, the Raxus uh, Alliance. Uh, which includes Raxacorgophalopatorius and a few other world variants with equally fucking weird names. And it's been fun sitting there in bed trying to read them and be like, I... D- sure. <laughs> like, it's, sure. It's, it's one in the morning. I don't think my brain sure. handles this anymore. Um, it's a ah, great, great the great Douglas out. Adams name. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's great. Without, without spoiling it, because I highly recommend everyone check it out. One story begins at the like there's sort of an arc to it all, so that each story kind of ends with the first beat of the next part, like a like the Hartnell era sort of stories do. And in one of them, uh, someone phones the TARDIS while they're flying away from this thing, and the Doctor's like, "Oh for Christ!" He's like, "Hello," and the voice on the other end goes, "Um, sorry, uh, wrong number. Doesn't matter." And they puts <laughs> it down. It puts it down. He's like, "No, no, no, no," and he like chases after it while Rose and Jack are off doing their own thing. And he opens the TARDIS doors and he's in San Francisco um, in 2016. And he, he, he materialised in front of who made the call. And it's Mickey. But it's uh, post the end of time Mickey. Uh, so, little beard, covert missions, doing taking down alien shit. And he gets there and Mickey's like, no, like, forget about it. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? When did you grow that out? And he's like, no, right... <sighs> It's the wrong one. It's fine. Just get back in. It's all right. And he's like, no, seriously, what what's happening? And there's this whole other story going on where Mickey's been investigating this thing about people getting superpowers and people turning into gargoyles in San Francisco. Um, uh, included, and it all started because his partner, who later on you find out is his wife, who they never name, but you of course know who it is because at the yeah. end of time, has started transforming into one of these things while investigating. So she can't speak, and she's doing as little as possible to stop the transformation happening sooner. But at the second of the start of the second issue, while it's all happening, and Rose and Jack are getting involved in the superpower plot away from the Doctor and Mickey, because obviously mm. Mickey's like, if they see me, this is screwed. Everything gets screwed up. You have to leave. And the Doctor's like, that's a dragon. I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, I'm helping you deal with this. But the second issue starts with Mickey's internal monologue and he's talking about, like, it sh- this should have been so simple. This is such a last resort. You know, I, like, if he'd, have got, if he'd have arrived, we'd have this sorted in no time. But it turned out to be him instead. I feel like everything's going backwards. I feel like I'm, having, I'm, I'm on step one of the ladder again and I can barely communicate without being looked at like I'm a piece of shit, basically. Mm. And he's like, it's, it's not happening. And I know I like I recognize that look in her eyes. She's mad as well. How was I supposed to know? So throughout the second half, while they're wrapping up the story, the his wife, Mrs. Smith, the gargoyle, is like helping them more and more. Like whenever they need to get somewhere, she's just grabbing them and flying them somewhere else. And the doctor's sort of like, okay, she's really getting stuck into this. And he's like, she's 
used to this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Because, of course, they can't say and yeah. she can't indicate that it's Martha because she also understands that this is too early. This is the wrong one. This is an... Er- Do you know what I mean? And it's never said. So if you were reading this, having not read... Uh, and having not watched the later stuff, but having just watched series one, you'd be like, okay, oh, wow. So Mickey at some point in the future ends up doing something else. And okay, sure. It's so well handled. But there's a great, sh- there's a great shot where... Um, he's, he's like, she, she really wants to come along, doesn't she? All right, well, you can explain how you can explain how the TARDIS works. He says as he walks through the doors, and Mickey looks at Mrs. Smith, and the gargoyle just sort of gives him this smile, like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, um, it's oh, it's so well done. And then that bleeds into a unit story, which is set in the seventies or eighties. The comic doesn't decide and can't decide which is great anyway uh speaking of comics we were also yes. asked where to start with star wars comics sorry about that being the long way around but the first um, question was about doctor resolution revolution of, of the course Dark. of course there is a there is a service called marvel unlimited which marvel you can subscribe unlimited. To, they don't sponsor can. us but they really fucking should uh, <laughs> you can indeed read marvel's back catalog up to i think they've changed it recently so it's the last three months Oh, they've changed. I think they've changed. Oh, so bringing, I might have to get on that. They're bringing uh, books to the service sooner, um, and yes, they're they're both their post Disney acquisition Star Wars stuff and the Legend stuff is on there. Yeah, because so Mar- Marvel had adaptations of the original films and new stories yes. back in the day, but also they have now got the license to reprint the Dark Horse stuff in yes. um, in uh, compilations and, and compendiums. So you can find that stuff also If we were to recommend Marvel what, Limited. what to read, start with the 2015 series and just... 2015 Star Wars by Jason Aaron and also Darth because Vader. they kind of... Darth Vader by yeah. Kieran Gillen because they kind of... They run alongside each other in a really neat and interesting way and in, if Kieran Gillen writes something you should probably read it because he's brilliant in Unlimited do they collect them is it just as the individual issues as a reading it's single issues yeah right have a quick look which kind of makes it easier yeah but have a little okay actually I do it this way then if you're going to read them dear friend yeah read issue by issue Star Wars and Darth Vader they do have reading lists on there where they've oh, curated good. a reading yeah. list and a reading order for certain events and things the, like that the best so way, there is some Star Wars stuff the best way I read it was through the trades was um, I read trade one of Star Wars yeah which gives you the first like couple arcs the weapons factory and then the, the investigation of, of old Ben Kenobi's home um, by Luke and then and then you get the Kenobi flashback one but then yeah. you go to Vader and the ending of the 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 Luke investigating Obi-Wan's home on Tatooine st- the end of that story happens again because it picks up from that moment from a different character's perspective in the first issue of Darth Vader and it's yeah so satisfying it's very oh, very it's good so so good um it's really um, really good i recommend starting there up to a certain point it all the stories taking place after Star Wars and before Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. At some They've, point, it jumps They restarted ahead. the main Star Wars series from number one, and it's post-Empire, I believe. No, it's yeah. just before... No, it is post-Empire. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they they they've, they've sort of so, they're, they're jumping around. I don't think they've got to post um, a post Jedi yet. I think no, the, so time. the current the current ongoing Star Wars book is post Empire. Yeah. So no Where Han Solo. The, the original <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, no. For no, a forty year old movie. Hey, there's plenty of Han. There's well, plenty of Han. Is, there's even a there's a solo five issue mini. There's quite a lot which, of uh, minis, isn't there? Like Lando yeah, had one. Che- Lando got one. Chewbacca got one. Three um, PO got a one so, shot. Three PO's uh, one shot's actually really good. That's set just before the Force Awakens. Yes, yes. It's how um, he got his red arm. Um, uh, Doctor Afra gets a title. Doctor Afra's got an ongoing now. Yeah. Um, uh, she's she's, she's great. That she's great. Kieran Gillen uh, creates in his Darth Vader run. She's basically an evil Indiana Jones to yeah. the point where she has a scene early on of. Like raiding a, she basically steals weapons from uh, archaeological digs and stuff. She's a renegade archaeologist, and someone she's stealing something from a museum. Someone calls her out on it, and she says it belongs in an armory. Brilliant, um, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> she's because she gets, uh, of course, uh, BT, BTO, and um, triple zero, triple zero. Yeah, uh, which had sort of evil versions of of R two D two and three PO. Yeah, um, like sadistic just, versions. Yes. Um, yeah, there's some really, really great Marvel Star Wars stuff. Get Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I think you get a 30 day free trial, and then it's. I I get it through Google Play. It's like seven quid a month or something like that. I forget how much it is, but it's well for the amount of stuff you get. It is well worth it. It will get you. It will get you deep into Star Wars. Um, it will get you, and then if you like Marvel stuff, there's plenty of of other Marvel stuff. You can go back and check out some of the legend stuff that Dark Horse published. All that stuff is there, and they're adding more it's, and more stuff like every yeah. month as well. It's never yeah. ending. Every week gets new stuff. Uh, so and not just the issues from like three months ago that they're adding. Also, they go back and fill in gaps in the back catalog. So yeah, it's um, it's a robust service, and if you want to jump onto Star Wars character, Star Wars, yeah, get Marvel Unlimited. 2015 Star Wars, 2015 uh, Darth Vader. Go, go nuts. Go nuts. It's great. For donuts? For donuts. Go nuts. Right, take us out of here, Chris. Oh, shit, do I have to? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this has been uh, Terry and June. Uh, you can support the show at Big Damn... No, shit. Patreon.com slash Big Damn Cast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Big Damn Cast. You can view all our wares and tears on the YouTube. Just search for the Big Damn channel. And, of course, you can catch live streams from Mayhew, like Adventures in Backlogging, over on Twitch.tv slash Big Damn Stream. It'll be now on the next time we meet. Have a little think to yourself, but whatever you do, don't, don't like eat anything or anyone that's <laughs> not into it. No! Oh, anyone? We need to talk about consent. Bye! So, I've been looking at these recipes. Oh.